Twitter handle at Religion of Woke. Okay, I'm going to lie about you and call you evil for five years. Now I want you to believe me this time and take your vaccine. So I'm listening to the new Cut the Bull podcast episode. They got Constantin Kissin on it. He's a YouTuber. And he's talking about vaccine hesitancy. And he's mentioning that people are like, you know, you evil, evil, non-vaccine-taking people. Um, you know, you got to trust the science. And he's pointing out how, uh, you know, medical professionals have basically for partisan reasons, uh, lied about it. You know, it's a little, it's a little hard to say, oh, you got to trust the science when, you know, there's just obvious examples of people lying for partisan reasons. The one he mentions is, uh, how all the scientists and the, I mean, the media always lies, but the scientists have been doing it lately too. Um, and they're like, oh, all those black lives, basically everyone, you got to stay inside. You got to wear your masks. And then they're like, oh, Black Lives Matter protests with millions in the streets. Oh, that's fine. That'll never spread anything. And I think, you know, the jury is still out on that. But the idea that some scientists can just say, oh, I know that one's fine. Right. That, that was a lie. That was a lie. And the media spread the lie. And it makes me think of that, uh, the lab leak hypothesis. They got like a hundred esteemed scientists to um, sign a thing saying there's absolutely no possible way that the virus could have been leaked from a lab. And so we know we now know that was a lie. Like there was definitely a chance that that was possible. So when they said there was no chance, they were liars. And you know, and this may not have been proven yet, but I'm 100% sure the reason why they did that was for partisan reasons. You know, Trump was talking about the virus in lab and China. And so the scientists are like, all right, this is it. We're going we're gonna to burn all our uh, credibility right now on this thing because we hate Trump so much. And it's hard to tell, you know, there's a big difference between uh, lying and being wrong. I mean, there's a lot of being wrong. Uh, you know, it's a lot of whatever you're uh you're just you're set up to go a certain path you're set up to be wrong a hundred times in a row you know pro-democrat but i think you know in your own head you're not like oh this is a deliberate lie you just whatever you're just wrong a lot and it's you know and it's a hundred out of a hundred times the same direction but anyway something that was a deliberate lie right i mean the (laughs) the start the, the whole start of covid was uh I forget how long they did it, weeks, months, uh, was the CDC saying that masks don't work to stop COVID transmission. And they were lying because they didn't want people to go out and buy a bunch of masks. But I think we're now, I think it's now clear that that was a deliberate lie. Then Constantine is talking about, um, he's talking about pollsters, you know, people who conduct polls. Now they're not they're kind of like data scientists. I mean, they're not exactly normal scientists, and they're not exactly normal media. They're kind of in between the two. But the thing about polls is that they can affect the election, right? You're not, you're not just saying, oh, this is what people think about the upcoming election. You're also influencing it, to a certain extent. So, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but it's probably like 95 out of 100 polls in uh, 2020 and and 2016, about 95 out of 100, I would say, were wrong in a pro-Democrat manner. Like, you know, you read this poll, you're like, the poll's like, oh, you'd be crazy to vote for Trump. I mean, no one's doing that. Are you an idiot? So are they deliberately lying to uh, 
influence the election or are they just wrong and they think you know they don't know anyone who likes trump so those numbers look right they don't need to they don't need to account for education or age or whatever but i'm gonna say when you get hundreds and hundreds of people doing something the same direction some of them are lying and they you know they do it over it in a, in a they did the same thing for Brexit. They did the same thing for, um, whatever, some of the British elections. I think they're doing it all over the world. You know, whichever way the academia and media go, then all of a sudden, huh, you're misjudging the elections in one direction. Now, this isn't the scientists, but I have a running argument with a buddy who has long Trump derangement syndrome. And uh, every time I find a new thing, you know, it turns out that, the, oh, the media lied about this other thing, you know, because they hated Trump. Uh, I add it to a list, and I email it to my buddy. And that list is up to, I don't know, it's like 20 or 30 things. I'm going to do a podcast on it sometime, or however many podcasts it takes. Constantine brings up the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, for instance, which everyone said, like NPR had an f- official policy that, that it was Russian disinformation and they would never speak of it. And it turned out the whole thing was true. And I'm pretty sure they knew that there was a... They knew there was a decent chance that it was true, but they did not want to help Trump. Apparently, Constantin feels pretty, um, whatever. He has the firm belief, belief that uh, the Hunter Biden thing and then the banning of Donald Trump, and he provides the example that the Taliban guy is still on Twitter, um, he thinks those things are election interference. Because the Hunter Biden thing, it wasn't just that the media said they wouldn't talk about it, uh, I think, Talking about Hunter Biden, you know, on Twitter, even like in personal messages, I think Facebook, whatever, all the big tech platforms banned talk of Hunter Biden. And so that, you know, and it turns out that all, everything said about Hunter Biden was true. So, you know, they banned it in the name of getting rid of disinformation, but it was true. So, you know, the question is, are we having free and fair elections when... All of the media lies about something, and then all of big tech uh, joins in with them. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. The New York Post was talking about Hunter Biden, and I think Twitter banned them. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm not up in arms over it. Uh, You know, Trump almost got elected anyways. I think, you know, people are not that stupid. They're not that easily manipulated. But it is true, when you got like a basically a 50-50 election every frickin' time, um... You know, that doesn't sound so free and fair, does it? Every rich and powerful person gets together and... Well, to see, they don't get together. Just every rich and powerful person does the same thing to produce the result that they want. It's not quite a conspiracy because they don't go and talk to each other. We need another word for that. What's a conspiracy where everyone does the same thing, but they just don't talk about it beforehand? Whatever that is, that's, the, that's what we got. So, I mean, it's kind of Orwellian. I never read the book 1984, but I think he talks about this kind of stuff. You know, it's how you use language. But basically, like, you know, how do you get true information suppressed? You call it false information. You call it disinformation. I think if it was truly false, like, you wouldn't even need to come up with a special word to call it. You'd just be like, oh, well, that ain't true. Done. You know, and it's like... Antifa, the anti-fascists. Now, they're not exactly fascist, but they're more fascist than a lot of people. So, you know, if you're worried about being called a fascist, name yourself anti-fascist. Obviously, you could never be fascist with a name like that. And, you know, if you want to 
if you want to go do some stuff that makes you feel good and it's going to get a whole bunch of black people killed, you know, you may, you're going to need a good name for that. Hmm, maybe something like Black Lives Matter. So Wilford Riley makes a point. He's one of the hosts of Cut the Bull. Um, it's the thing I've been hearing about a little bit. I'm just starting to hear about it, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, so, you know, vaccine, like, I, you know, I'm vaccinated. I got two shots. But now they're talking about you need a booster shot, so you need a third shot. And, uh, and Bill Maher was talking about this, too. He's like, I got my two. I don't want to get another one. And so here's what Will was saying. Like, he's saying that people who have three vaccine shots are going to start calling people with two vaccine shots the unvaccinated. So that'll be pretty funny. We'll see if that happens. So Constantin is talking about something pretty darn cool. Um, where did the term political correctness come from? And the answer is it came from communist Russia back in the day. Because, you know, we always have the idea of something being correct or incorrect. You know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. That's correct. 2 plus 2 equals 5. That's incorrect. You fail your math test. But in Russia, they wanted something else. Basically, it would be like, Comrade, what you just said was factually correct, but it was politically incorrect. It is not helping the politics that we're trying to do in Russia right now. And so, you know, political correctness now, today in America or in the West, um, it's not every single time. It means what you said is true, but it's going against politics. But um, I think a lot of times it is kind of like that. Like, you know, being correct, saying stuff that's true, that's not what's important. You know, following the narrative, that's what's important. Like, if you call a retard the R-word, um, you know, I guess that's factually correct. But it's, uh, it's, not, it's not politically correct. Is diversity one of those words that means the opposite, you know, on purpose, possibly? I mean, what does it mean for, what does it mean? Today, diversity means that a group of people must all believe the same thing, and then a certain percentage of them must be of various races, genders, and sexual identities. I guess there's two ways to look at it. Um, if the only thing that matters about a person is their gender, race, and sexual identity, then, um, yeah, the way we use diversity today is completely accurate. And if diversity, I mean, if it means that um, every single thing under the sun other than gender, race, sexual identity um, is how you differentiate between people, then uh, no, diversity, yeah, diversity is the opposite of that. Everyone's got to be the same on that stuff. Yeah, inclusion, that now, that now means uh, people are excluded. <laughs> that one's pretty funny. We need, to more, we need to be more inclusive. So to start, you know, to get there, we got to get rid of all those MFers. So Shamika does a good little story. I love her, so I'll just, whatever. What is this, uh, plagiarism? I guess I'll plagiarize her story. Anyways, Shamika, I think you can guess her race. Uh, and apparently she's a Trump supporter. Remember, I am not a Trump supporter. Voted for Biden. Biden's fine. Um, anyways, she went to a 
Trump rally in uh, Louisiana back in the day. And, you know, she, she took her friend, uh, so, you know, I don't know how many black women were at that rally in general, but there was some, and, you know, she was probably part of that group. And apparently it was hot and uh, crazy humid, which I believe that. Sounds like Louisiana. Never been there. And so, like, you know, she and her friend and their other friends, like, they were going into the restroom and using the hair dryer to try and dry their hair before it got out of control. And she's like, anyways, and apparently Trump commented on just the thing in general. And he says, you know, he says people were drenched. And it was because, you know, he meant people were sweating a bunch. People were sweating a bunch. But then the uh, the media, they, for whatever, you know, they, they, they chose that thing to call him a liar on. I mean, you know, why do they always choose the things he says that are true to call him a liar? But anyways, they chose that to call him a liar. And then they would, like, get out a weatherman to say it didn't rain that day. And Shamika's friend, who wasn't that political before, was like, you're right, these media suckers cannot be trusted. I have been converted. So, you know, does the media lies make people vote for Trump less or vote for Trump more? Uh, I mean, the jury's out, but it'd be pretty dang funny if it makes people vote for Trump more. They get the exact, I mean, that would be the beauty of it. The only reason they're ever going to stop lying is because it always backfires and they realize it. If it works, they're just going to lie some more. And Constantin, uh, whatever, he's British. He didn't have to decide if he was a Trump supporter or not. But um, he talks about how Trump uh, lies a lot, lied a lot, lied a lot, and probably still does it. Um, and that's true. I mean, you know, he'll just say stuff that's obviously false. And, like, whatever. It's, it's different than, you know, normally, it's, I guess there's a difference between deception and lies. Like, normal politicians, they tell the truth with the intent of deceiving Whereas Trump just throws out lies willy-nilly and uh, whatever. He doesn't really care if you believe him or not. And he's like, I'm the greatest. My body, you know, remember the thing where he had the, <laughs> he wrote his own doctor's note. And it was something like, Trump has the most fit body in the history of the planet. Anyways, you know, that's, a, that's his kind of lies. You just, you hear, you hear that, you're like, well, that ain't true. I like that better than the sneaky normal politicians. But in any case, you know, those are lies. If you say something that ain't true, those are lies. And uh, so Trump, he's the president who lied the most, and he's the president who had the most lies against him. So, yeah, there's just lies everywhere. Maybe he lied so much he made the left become liars. And we're probably stuck with that for the foreseeable future. All right, so the main host is talking about the media lying about Trump and... Uh, can't remember his name. Anyways, he's awesome. I think it's, it might be James. But he's talking about the uh, the Charlottesville lies. I mentioned this in the podcast, I think, yesterday. But so Charlottesville had that protest, uh, white, evil white people uh, versus Antifa. And then a guy with schizophrenia drove his car into a crowd of left-wingers and killed a woman. That's right. What they were, okay. What it was was a rally saying, do not tear down Confederate statues. So, a group of people, you know, various groups of people, various people who believe the Confederate statues should not be torn down, they had a rally, and people on the left said, you're all Nazis, and so they came there to counter-protest them. 
And I th and basically, the answer is, the people who don't want to have federal statues torn down, there was a large variety of different types of people there. And so, at a press conference after that, uh, Trump was asked about the thing. And he said, I'm sure there was good people on both sides. Meaning, he's talking about the people who want the statues to stay and the people who, I guess, don't want, you know, want the statues torn down. But he says... I believe there's good people on both sides, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists. Anyways, and apparently James read the transcript, uh, and so he's like, so apparently how it went down was that he's like, you know, I'm you know, there's good people on both sides, I'm not talking about those people, and apparently the press, right, the press wanted to, they wanted to try and get him, and they're like, wait, what about the white supremacists, are you sure? He's like, yeah, no, I'm not saying they're good. And apparently the press got, anyway, so he's, he said it three times. He said it three times that he's not talking about the white supremacists in the transcript. You can go find it. I have looked at it before. I forgot how many times he said it. Apparently three. But basically, if you, you know, if someone wants to say that Trump is a racist, that's the number one thing they bring up. And that's probably the only thing they'll bring up. It's like, what? How do you know Trump's a racist? Well, he said there was fine people on both sides. And, uh... You know, like Biden has repeated that lie, uh, whatever. That's the lie that uh, got around the world before the truth could get its pants on. And I'm sure, right now, as I speak, someone is saying that on social media as their proof that Trump is a racist, even though the whole thing was a lie. And I'm, yeah, you can also, you can get, you know, the New York Times, Washington Post, etc. You can find multiple articles where they uh, just state that as fact when it's a lie. And I think at this point, everyone knows it's a lie. Because, you know, in the comment section, they'll be like, that's a lie. Boy, that made me laugh hard. So basically, I think when Biden said that lie, that was his reason for running for president. So his, his whole run for president is based on a lie. And like I say, I like Biden. I think he's doing a good job. I love how Afghanistan turned out. Um, but that's the politician kind of lie that I don't like. I mean, that one's a straight-out lie, but anyways, right, he deceived America with that one. I don't like that. I like the stupid Donald Trump lies that you can see right through. Not these deceiving-ass politicians. And James brings up, you know, they used to have these presidential lie trackers. Maybe they're still doing it and no one ever talks about it? I mean, are they still doing it? Was it just, we hate this particular president, so we're going to have a little ticker that goes, you know, 1,000, 1,001, 1,002, uh... I'd like to know, is there a Biden lie tracker? You know, you really have to rank him, be like, this is a huge lie. This, his, this entire presidency is based on an enormous lie that everyone knew is false and has been saying for years. And then, over here, Trump said it rained, but it didn't. James is talking about rich media people who, they're like, climate change, you know, this is, we only got 10 years, climate change is going to destroy everything. And then they go, you know, buy a $20 million, $20 million house on the beach. I'd like to see some stats. You know, like everyone, every rich uh, media person who says climate change is going to be the end of us. And, you know, like write down how long have they, do they say we have. And then see if they have a expensive property on the beach. You know, to see if they, if they know that they're lying. And they don't believe what they're saying. So I don't know the exact stats, but... Uh, Sounds like, you know, in public polling, um, how much people trust journalists 
is starting to get as low as how much people trust politicians. Like, you know, forever people didn't trust politicians, you know, with good reason. But now journalists have gotten themselves into that same situation.